Maya, do you really think you could binge watch all the seasons of Avatar The Last Airbender in one go without leaving your room? I don't know, I probably could, but let's be honest, I'd be on my phone the whole time, telling my friends about how Katara and Aang are meant to be together. Let's take it to the think tank. episode of Here to Hear. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Shachi and I'm Kaya and we are super excited to start things off by just introducing what this podcast is going to be about. So Shachi, you've told me a lot about the psychology class you took in college. Can you tell me a little bit more about the kind of experience you had? Sure. So my first semester of college I took this intro to psychology class and I absolutely loved it. I found that everything I learned in class started connecting to the things in my daily life and suddenly I could explain why people acted a certain way or why something would happen. I was so excited that every time I would uh, make a connection, I would turn to whoever was closest to me and incoherently ramble about whatever I was thinking about. I mean, that's how I accidentally told an almost complete stranger that I realized that I could use Pavlov's conditioning methods to get my roommate to stop slamming our dorm door. The problem was, though, that since these thoughts were mainly spur of the moment, no one really understood what I was saying. Not to mention some random stranger now thinks that you're a psycho. Yeah, sorry, Angela. So in that sense, we kind of want to use this podcast to use our own personal stories and explain some of these psychology concepts that both of us are so interested in and connect specific terms to the things that we and other people might be facing. Yeah, it makes sense because at times class can be pretty textbook and it's hard to apply the stuff you learn to your life. So we just want to introduce a new psychology term each episode and just kind of talk about how it applies to us and our lives. Yeah, and often putting a scientific term to something that you're dealing with can help you realize that you can connect with other people and that there are other people out there who may be facing the same things and can also help you connect with resources that can help. So we hope that you can relate and enjoy listening to this podcast and also find some benefit in the topics that we discuss. So the question I asked Kaya earlier about binge watching is a good segue into what we want to talk about today. Even though I often need to spend a lot of time away from other people sometimes, human interaction with people who are there to support me is really important. Especially in this global pandemic we're facing, I think that it's super important to keep reaching out and interacting with people in safe ways to keep up important connections. So for today's episode, we're going to be discussing protective factors. Kea, what else have you been doing other than making a bunch of useless TikToks to keep saying while you're at home? I've been painting, FaceTiming friends and family, and failing at the Chloe Ting ab challenge. Yikes, I really hope you have abs by now. (laughs) So all those things you did to keep sane are actually protective factors. You're right, so protective factors are things like coping mechanisms, support systems, skills, or resources that can help people deal with trauma or stressful and depressing events in their life. But family, passions, goals, and friends can also be protective factors. But what's the point of explaining all these factors? So these protective factors can actually balance out various risk factors that may be present in anyone's life. These can include stresses that families face, like divorce, lack of support, financial issues, and just a basic lack of proper care. Yeah, so I was doing some research the other day and I found that the United States Department of Health and Human Services has identified about six protective factors. They are nurturing and attachment, knowledge of parenting and child development, parental resilience, concrete supports for parents, social and emotional competence of children, and social connections. Wait, Kay, I just kind of zoned out a little bit there. 
Yeah, we felt like just listing out these terms doesn't really capture the personal idea behind all these protective factors. Yeah, but I did notice that all these factors are in one way or another related to bonds with other people. But we personally believe that protective factors shouldn't be limited to just family and friends because not everyone finds comfort in their family. I agree with you. Not everyone has really strong bonds with the members of their family or maybe they don't feel heard in their family or feel like they can have good open conversations. We kind of relate to that a little bit because we come from South Asian families and the norm is to kind of push politics and discussing important issues that are going on, kind of pushing push them away and it's, it's kind of taboo to talk about them. Yeah, but I definitely think that we've been making some progress in that regard. Like recently on our WhatsApp group, we noticed the elders and everyone in the family just participating in an open conversation about the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests that were happening and it was just it was really nice to see. Yeah, that was really nice. But some people may think that other people aren't the right connection for them. And maybe they turn to pursuing a goal or passion. Or just finding a sense of purpose and want to make a difference as their protective factor. And I noticed with you, one of the things was nutrition and working out. And I noticed that once you got into it, you seemed more happy and more confident. Yeah, for sure. So a couple of years ago, I got really into working out and just having that time each day to set aside and just use for myself uh, really put my mental state in a really good place. And it just made me feel good to look in the mirror and see changes. But for us, our biggest protective factor is probably each other. We were really lucky to grow up in a super tight knit family. But growing up, Shachi and I weren't as close as we are now. So Kay and I grew up pretty different. Um, I was a pretty big tomboy. I hung out with a lot of boys up until middle school and Kay was pretty girly and especially when we were younger um, our age gap which is only two years mattered a lot more because every year we would mature a little bit more and I remember at a certain point I started maturing and talking about boys and Kay wanted nothing to do with it. Like I remember this one time we went to the pool and I went up to her like really excited wanting her to take this relationship quiz and I just jumped straight into the pool to get away from you. <laughs> yeah that was kind of sad. Um, but at a certain point, we took this uh, trip to Virginia as a, as a road trip to visit um, our cousin. It was uh, me, my brother, Kea, and then our cousin who lives in Virginia. And honestly, we annoyed the crap out of everyone in Virginia. Instead of sleeping on sleeping bags all together in one room, we decided that the two of us were going to go to the guest rooms <laughs> just so that we could be alone and have really nice, deep conversations that we never really had before. But everyone else kind of saw it as us just distancing ourselves <laughs> yeah. from everyone. But now I feel like we're pretty similar people, but we're still different. And we've only grown closer from that moment forward. Yeah, it's really good to have someone to talk to that I know is never going to judge me and is always going to have my back. And at this point, our homes and our mothers are, have kind of become like our second homes and mothers. I can show up at Kay's house whenever I want and just knock on the door without even telling her and she'll open it and let me in. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people think that you're my sister, actually. I remember when we tried to convince some of my friends that you were my sister. You would get on my phone and you would text all my friends and tell them how you were my sister. And it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. But when Shechi went to college, we were separated. And even though it was pretty hard at times, we still remained close. Like, when we dropped her off, at first it was, it seemed just like a vacation, but on the way home, we cried so much. And this kind of just showed us the importance of staying connected and trying to FaceTime as, as much as we can 
just to try to keep up a good connection. Yeah, I remember I tried FaceTiming her as much as I could, but it was really hard for me and I think for her to that we weren't there for the most important parts of each other's lives that were like because Kaya is going into senior year now and she was in junior year and there was a lot of things that happened in her life but I wasn't able to be there physically to help her through them yeah so that's our story but if you're having trouble thinking of protective factors think about the things that you're grateful for every day no matter how big or small they may be taking time to actively think about it can be super beneficial Yeah, one thing that helps me is writing out my thoughts logically in my journal and kind of explaining why a certain problem is happening. And by doing that systematically, you can kind of explain away your problems a little bit, if that makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. And another thing that could help is writing one thing that you're grateful for every day. Yeah, uh, you could actually just write those, those things down all at once in a jar if you're having trouble thinking of them at times. And if you're ever feeling down, you can just open up the jar, pull out a slip of paper, and look back at all those things that you're grateful for. So that's all we have for today, and we hope that you come back next time to take another trip to the Think Tank. This is here to hear. Thank you so much for listening.